Hello everyone, it's Scripture Talk podcast with Emeka and Torah. It's a wonderful opportunity to share God's word with you again, and I would love to have your attention for the next 15 minutes. Thank you. God bless you. We began a wonderful series last week titled um, Grow Strong, How to Grow from Babyhood into a stalwart Christian. And for me, it's been very eye-opening. It's, you know, been a time of reinforcing truths that I already know and even learning more. Because with God's word, it's ever fresh, it's ever living. Praise God. Let's begin with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you for another opportunity to share your word, to know you by your word to understand your desire for us to grow spiritually, each and every one of us, because with you there is no respect of persons. You have no favorites. Your desire for us is to increase in the knowledge of you, in the knowledge of you for our lives. And so we ask that by your spirit you would teach us this as we look into your word in Jesus' name. We ask that... The ministry of the Holy Spirit as our teacher and our counselor, you know, will be our reality for the next 15 minutes of this podcast in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Father God. We love you. All right. Uh, we, we started talking about spiritual growth and maturity. And we said, we've, so far, so good, we've discussed what it means to grow up spiritually and then we've also talked about the importance or why is it necessary? Why is it important for us to grow spiritually? And one thing I would like to say over and again to reiterate is that it is the desire of God for each and every one of us, his children, to grow. And not just grow, to grow strong to the point of mature manhood. Praise God. It is his desire that we become stalwart Christians, you know, um, that, that, that's his plan for each and every one of his children. It is not just the exclusive, you know, preserve or reserve of if it's select for you. God is not like that. God is not partial. He, um, he desires for you to grow. He desires for you to have spiritual stamina and strength, you know, um, that's what we would, that's the only way we can overcome in this, in this world, you know, and we need that so that we can fulfill his plans and purposes for our lives, even while we are here, you know, in this world, <laughs> praise God. So be encouraged that God wants you to grow, no matter how many people have attained, you know, that level of maturity, no matter how many fathers of the faith you look up to and you feel like, ah, is it attainable for me too? Yes, you too. God expects you to grow and reach full maturity, you know, to become a mature man in Christ Jesus, just like Jesus, right? Yeah, so... We've established that. And then we also started to look at the stages of spiritual growth. Excuse me. Yeah. We identified from the word of God three um, stages of spiritual growth. 
we looked at First um, Peter chapter two verse two that says, "As newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word that you may grow thereby." So there's a stage called the babyhood stage, you know, in Christianity. I'm sure that for everyone here listening to me. You know, and there was a time when you got born again, you were on fire for the Lord as you still are, praise God. But when you look over your shoulder and remember those early days, you think, ah, there's so many embarrassing things I did in the name of I know the word. You know, in your mind, you feel like, wow, I've arrived. You know, just a little exposure to some biblical truths and you feel like, yes, we know this thing. <laughs> and then you could do no wrong in your own eyes. Again, and Father God was pretty much excited for you, just the same way an early parent will be excited when their children take baby steps, right? Their first steps. In fact, for our children, we have the video recordings of their very first steps, and they're so precious. We're hoping that it never gets deleted. We back them up on several devices and all that, you know, because those moments are precious to us. And it wasn't like it was a a, a proper walk, you know, it was more like tottering forward, stumbling, then gra- holding and um, grabbing a hold of maybe a chair as supports, standing and then making a few steps forward. And then you scream, oh, go Francis, go Emmanuel, and all that. In the mind of those children, I'm sure they feel like, boom, yes, I'm doing this adult thing. These things that my dad and my mom just do without thinking, I'm already doing it now. Praise God. But <laughs> to be very honest, it was just baby steps, right? So everybody came into the body of Christ as a baby, not, you know, knowing their left from their right. Praise the Lord. So there's the babyhood stage. There's the um, childhood stage, just the way we have it in the natural. You know, when babies progress from that infant stage to being children, you know, where their babies that are nursed, carried around to where they begin to attain some more, uh, a higher level of independence. But they're still to a large extent dependent on the guidance and the support of a parent or a caregiver. So um, we find that scripture in um, Hebrews or Ephesians chapter 4, which is one of the anchor scriptures that we use. Ephesians chapter 4 says, Then we will no longer be children, in verse 14, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. You know, um, so there's a childhood stage that is implied in scripture. There's also the stage of um, manhood, which is in Ephesians 4.13. Let's look at it again. It says, from verse 12, to prepare God's people for the works of service so that the body of Christ, excuse me, may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure. So you see, it's not half measure. It is the complete measure of the fullness of Christ. So the desire of God, the end points, you know, is to be like Jesus, our prototype our archetype praise god that he went through all these stages of spiritual growth to a point where you know he he stood as a son as a mature person and then it was at, at this point he then went on 
to fulfill his ministry. You know, he had to go through the phases of uh, stages of preparation to come of age spiritually and then do all that God had assigned for him and prepared for him to do. So we have the stage of mature manhood or adulthood, if you may, you know, in scripture. So last week we began to talk about the babyhood stage and we said that everyone came into the body of Christ as a baby. No one was born a full grown Christian. Just like as I was saying earlier, there's so many things I remember. You know, I was even sharing with an older friend that we went to the same university earlier in the day and we were just remembering those things, those times and there were so many things that I felt like, boom, I was right. I was one. I would even, you know, gloat about them and say them, you know. But thinking back now, I cringe at the level of ignorance <laughs> that I displayed by doing some of the things I did in the name of, oh, I'm spiritually mature. I know the word of God. You know, but we thank God for his mercies. We thank God for his fatherhood, for his nurture that nurtures us out of those, you know, those stages of ignorance into, into you know, um, more maturity. Praise God. So nobody was born a full-grown Christian. And um, this should encourage you that no matter, um, I don't care who you look up to, who you admire in the body of Christ. They didn't start off that way. They've had several years of spiritual growth and maturity below their belt. So what should you do as you're admiring them, glean from them inspiration to also continue your own journey by faith and advance spiritually, you know, because that's what they had to do. They, from the point they got into the body of Christ, they continued to grow. So they've had time. They've had, you know, to practice the word of God, to, to take in the word of God in a systematic fashion, to get trained. And so get on your own journey as well and intentionally begin to grow spiritually. So everyone came into the body of Christ as a baby. The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5.17 that Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. So that already paints the picture of, oh, somebody who just came into the kingdom, a new baby. You are new here. You don't know your way around that much, but you're still welcome. We celebrate you. We're happy to have you. Just the same way early parents, you know, are, are beside themselves with excitement at the sight of their newly born baby, you know, they're squishing to human being, like my seven-year-old describes babies. You know, it's 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 um it's a thing of joy and excitement to have you in the kingdom of God, even though he expects you to grow. But hey, welcome all the same. And let's begin this journey of spiritual growth. So um the babyhood stage is characterized by um, innocence, ignorance, you know, um, extreme dependence on the parent or the caregiver. You get. Um, so we all came into the body of Christ that way. And um, we were born into the family of God. Right. So, um, a baby, for a baby to thrive, a baby needs to be born into a family where they can be cared for and nurtured. 
because babies cannot do anything for themselves. We described in, in details the stage or the state of innocence or the characteristics, one of the characteristics of a baby, which is innocence. And we said that it is one thing that a baby, a, a man in Christ must never lose. We must never lose our innocence. We must never let go of our innocence, you know, that not having evil thoughts in our hearts about anyone. You know, a baby doesn't have negative thoughts about anyone, right? Because they don't have the capacity to do so, to process negativity. You get, um, and there's a scripture we're going to look at that talks about this. But our innocence, you know, the fact that a baby has no past, there's no record. It's the same way we are. And that's how Father God sees us from the beginning of our life to the end of our lives, you know. That's why there's the provision that in First John chapter 1, verse 7, that says, or verse 9, that says, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all righteousness. It says, though ye be Though your sins be as red as scarlet, you know, they will become as white as wool. It says, I, even I am he that blotted out thy transgressions for my name's sake, and thy sins and thy iniquities I will remember no more. So Father God has provided the blood of Jesus to keep us in that state of innocence before him. Praise God. And it is something that we must we must hold dearly. Let me let me quickly read a scripture that talks about that. First Corinthians chapter 14, verse 20. I'll read from the New Living Translation. It says, Dear brothers and sisters, don't be childish in your understanding. So there's, you know, in the, we know that the Corinthian church was a church that Apostle Paul worked with to attain spiritual growth maturity. He chided them a lot for a lot of their babyish, carnal behavior, malice, dissension, jealousy, envy. You know, he described all the works of the flesh that he could find in their midst as childishness. It says, I could not, you know, speak unto you as spiritually mature, but as babes, because you are carnal. Right. But there's one aspect, there's one regard he wants to remain them. He wants them to remain rather as babies. And it says, be innocent as babies when it comes to evil. When it comes to evil, that means, you know, the way babies cannot um, keep malice. A baby doesn't have the capacity to keep malice with anybody because it can't process evil. Right. It says, as Christians, from no matter the, from your babyhood stage to your adulthood stage, right? You must, like Jesus, maintain that state, not of naivety, but of innocence, believing the best of everyone, being quick to forgive, being quick to move on, you know, being quick to walk in love, even after we've been deeply hurt and offended, right? It says, with regards to malice, be babies, but be mature in understanding. 
So our innocence is one vital part or one vital characteristics or um, feature that we must not lose. But it's very, it comes very easy to a baby, you know, because they don't know their left from their right. Babies are also ignorant. So they must be entrusted in the care of trustworthy hands. Like a baby's life is at the mercy of the parent or the caregiver. If a baby doesn't lack or doesn't have access to um, proper care, or how do I frame this now? For a baby to access proper care, they must have good trusted caregivers. I think I mentioned the story of a child who was in the hands of a parent that believed that he shouldn't eat boiled egg because boiled egg will make him steal, right? Yeah. While the parent's intention was good, the parent was misinformed. So you see, as newborn babes, we must have access to the sincere milk of the word of God. A baby must be entrusted to the care of sincere caregivers, of informed caregivers. You know, this speaks about church attendance and having access to ministry gifts who are genuine, who are a true blessing, who are not ignorant, who are skilled in handling the word of God. If we do not have access to such spiritual caregivers, we are not likely to grow up spiritually. We are not even um, guaranteed to have, you know, a great destiny in the kingdom of God. If, and that's why you see Apostle Paul kept warning ministers, you know, to be um, greedy or feel the looker, you know, to be effective, to have, be given to sound doctrine, to be persons who read the word of God, to be persons who are of godly character. Why? Because for God to entrust spiritual babies that he wants to groom to the place of spiritual maturity into your care, you must be spiritually developed and sound yourself. You must have access to the right tools with which to nurture people in the faith. Right? So spiritual babies are ignorant. They don't know their left from their right. So if you're a new Christian here, I would encourage you to, with you know, the help of other mature believers around you, search out a Bible-believing church, a, a pastor that is a shepherd after God's own heart, who's committed to nurturing people, who's committed to the vision in Ephesians chapter 4, from verse 11 to the end, right, or at least to verse 15, who knows that it is his assignment to groom people to the point of spiritual maturity, it is your duty to search out such families, spiritual families to belong to. I believe that this has been a blessing to you. We'll continue the conversation tomorrow. And um, I want to thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day. God bless you. Goodbye. If you're hearing this message, you have listened to the entire episode of Scripture Talk podcast. And for that, we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Scripture Talk is a show where we discuss biblical subjects and answer difficult questions from the Bible. 
please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Also, do not forget to share with your friends and family. See you next time.